0: Welcome to the Sonic Shaman Show, home of the Coffee Connect and Conscious Connections. The show is dedicated to empowering you to perceive, know, be, and express your unique voice in this world without the fear of judgment of others through healing, coaching, and educational services. In each episode, Hank and his guests offer tools, techniques, and inspiration to help you step into your potency. Now, here is your host, Hank Sitala.
1: Hello everyone, my name is Hank Sutela. I'm the Sonic Shaman, and this is another uh, Coffee Connect. I do
2: these little streams every day and just kind of follow the inspiration. And today's inspiration is Seize the Day. And before we get into that, I'm gonna just make sure I share this on my page. If you find value out of these, um, we have a principle in shamanism called Aini. It means divine reciprocity. So if you wanna pay a little energy back to the stream, if you wanna share the video, subscribe to the YouTube channel, anything like that, it's immensely appreciated. And if you're watching, or if you're going to be watching on a replay the best place to watch is on the youtube stream the more people watch there the more it gets served up organically uh, with google and youtube and all that so it's uh, definitely appreciated helps reach a lot more people and let me go ahead and share this Perfect. Also, throughout the entire stream, if you like, you can make comments, ask questions. I love to take the conversation wherever it is that you would like to go. And uh, today's inspiration is called Seize the Day. And I'll kind of go over uh, something I'm going to be doing over the next 19 days here at the end. But we have these inspirations from spirit or inspirations from divine or God or whatever your point of view is about that. But you, everybody's had the experience where you have like this inspiration that hits and you think wow that's a great idea right and then you kind of put it on the back burner so for every for every inspiration there's a time and place and what i have found through my own experience like my first big inspiration i remember was to write a book called congruent manifestation and at the time it was like the law of attraction was really big and um and The book by neil donald walsh uh happier than god which is also law of attraction based so i had this inspiration about writing this book and i set it on the back burner and never got to it i didn't give it the attention and the influence and the book never came to be and then i would finally have time and i would go back to write it and it would just kind of fizzle like no matter how much i try to write the page uh, or the first chapter or the, the anything about it it was like hitting a brick wall. And it wasn't until recently that I finally made the connection. I had an inspiration to do a work around COVID-19 and that's what I'm going to be starting over the next 19 days. I'm going to use these live streams as a way to refine the content for writing this book, but I'm still in the energy of that. The world's still in the energy that I haven't lost it. But what I encourage all of you to do is when you have one of those little inspirations, ask the question, what could I be today? What could I be and what could I do to actualize this vision? Like throw that question to the universe and it's going to start because you're paying attention to that vision. It's going to start uh, bringing you opportunities throughout your day that are going to help actualize that vision. If you look at an example, um, when inspirations in the air, it's not just coming to you, it's going to hundreds, perhaps thousands or tens of thousands of people. Look at the electric light bulb. Thomas Edison went to patent it. There were like five people right after him that were looking to patent the same thing. That inspiration was in the air. There was a lot of people that were working with that inspiration. So when you get it, that is the time. That is where the universe is uh, looking for, based on the collective consciousness, what they're asking for, for different things to come into being. And if you have one of those inspirations, start to give it a little bit of attention. If it really feels fun and it's uh, singing to your soul, ask the question what energy could i be to create this and actualize this with total ease actualization is that something shows up it's not worried about the how the universe will determine the how but if you just say hey universe i'm going to work with this i'm going to actualize this what could we do what could i be to create that and if you start to be that energy as you go about your day you might notice somebody that you want to talk to and all of a sudden that opens up to a, a like a creation session if you will and even little opportunities it doesn't have to be a big thing like a book just this morning someone sent me a friend request maybe it was yesterday but i accepted the friend request after looking and saw their sound healer and all that so i followed my my knowing uh, accepted the request but what was just a simple friend request quickly turned into messaging back and forth in the energy of creation talking about doing a future event talking about live streams talking about how to record crystal balls without the sound clipping and all these things. And just something simple like that, like how much more could you create in your life? If you were really looking for all the little inspirations, all the little, I want to use the word trampolines, all the little trampoline spirit gives you to bounce off of. So you can reach higher and higher uh, places and things of that nature. So really um, how much more could you be receiving in your life? If you were paying attention and you were actually, uh, what's the word I want to use? If you were paying attention, you were actually uh, engaging with the universe instead of going on autopilot. And Mary Lee Bosswetter, thank you for tuning in. She says gratitude. Gratitude is an amazing place of being and now great gratitude really comes from within too. Um, For me, This is actually something that saved me, Mary Lee. Uh, For those of you who don't know, I was a professional drinker for many, many years. From the time I could legally drink and buy alcohol, I was instantly a professional. Uh, I retired, uh, fortunately, in 2006, so it's been quite some years now. But the mantra that got me through it all, the mantra that started to shift me from a place of despair to actually uh, being in a good space, was a mantra, self-pity and gratitude cannot coexist. And with that mantra, every time I would find myself going into a place of negativity, uh, I would reframe it in a way that uh, would put a positive spin on it for a lack of a better word. And for about a year, it was just a mind game. It was just a word game. I didn't feel grateful for any of that stuff, but I stayed the course. And when you feel like you're in in a position like that, you find a tool, you keep going, you keep going, and there becomes a tipping point. I've said this on previous streams where It goes from a word game to actually having an experience and gratitude to the degree you can be grateful for something is a degree you can be an acceptance of something and blessing of something. Neil Donald Walsh calls uh, five things. He calls them the attitudes of godliness, that the concept of God is so big and language is so limited that we have many words that are these attitudes of godliness that are really talking about the same thing, but only coming in at one little niche. And he says, pick any one of the five to the degree you can be any one of these five things is the degree you can be all of them. And gratitude is a great place to start, one of the most tangible places to start. And the example specifically that I had is I had a very close family member of mine. I won't call them an alcoholic, but they have very similar drinking tendencies to my own. And I would say to my sponsor, I would go, oh man, I wish I could help them. And he says, no, what you say is I'm so grateful that i'm in a place of sobriety that if and when they're ready to receive help i could be a service and just feel the energy behind that and that's what i started with that one example and everything in my life i, I shifted after that so you get that inspiration and you go oh that's too big no i'm so grateful to have this inspiration from spirit i'm so grateful to have been gifted this energy of action from spirit now what could i do to be in creationship, to walk hand in hand with the spirit of the universe, to actualize this for myself and for all of humanity. Good morning, uh, Christina McKay, McKay, Christina. <laughs> Good morning, Anne Marie, just saying hello to a couple of the people that are joining the stream with us. Beth Elizabeth says, gratitude actually changes the brain. I've heard that. I haven't personally read the studies on that, uh, but absolutely like uh, energy flows where your attention goes. And if you can focus on things of gratitude, that's why they say make a gratitude list, come up with a hundred things you're grateful for, or especially we're in the energy right now, we have Thanksgiving on Thursday, right? So regardless of points of view about the origins of the holiday, use this collective energy where so many people are focused on gratitude and come up with the things that are, that you are the most grateful for in your life. And then take the things that you're the most ungrateful for and ask this question and shift it. What's right about this I'm not getting. It's a tool from access consciousness so you have something that you're not grateful for a pain in the butt that keeps popping into your life whatever the energy is ask yourself what's right about this i'm not getting let's use the example of a disease um so say uh, this is a true story from one of my clients uh, from a healing chair years ago when i used to live on the east side she had lupus And I didn't know access consciousness then. So I asked a different question, but I asked, what is it you love about your disease? Well, I don't love anything about my disease. And she was kind of like um, taken aback that I would even ask such a ridiculous question. I'm like, no, no, think about it. Well, we do the work on you, it was like a a combination of a Reiki share and I was doing tuning forks, just think about it and let me know what you come up with by, by the end of the session. And at the end, she's like, you know, I always use my, lupus as an excuse when I don't want to do something. So like, if someone says, hey, do you want to go do this? Oh, no, my lupus is flaring up, even if it wasn't. So she was giving energy to the disease. And her, we call this a secondary gain. It's something that you're benefiting from, from something that you say you don't like or don't want in your life, but yet there's a benefit to it. So like, a cancer patient, for example, gets all this attention from family and friends. So what is what if they start to love their cancer because they're getting all this attention? So then the question becomes, when you identify what's right about this I'm not getting or what it is you love about this thing you're not grateful for in your life, well, what would it take to get that without having the lupus? And in this one example, there was a couple intuitive uh, thoughts to it too. She actually had, um, there was one other component to it, a lot of resentment towards her father. And Spirit told me, have her write a letter to her dad, just clean up her side of the street. And so she wrote the letter to her dad she also identified the secondary gain and realized that she could just say no she didn't have to um have lupus to tell someone no there's actually a quote in the bible i believe it says let your yes be yes and your no be no meaning let your choice be your choice anything you do to reason and justify your choice is almost as though like you you feel like you have to defend it like you're we're concerned about other people's judgments about you saying yes or no that you have to justify your choice let your choice be your choice But she wrote the letter to her dad cleaned up her side of the street and she also owed him some money so she sent a check to him the interesting thing is her dad also had lupus her dad wrote a letter back to her said no you keep the money and basically took responsibility for his side of whatever happened in the experience and the magnificent thing is both of their lupuses went away i remember i was at a psychic fair at um it was a reading party day there's a, a spiritualist church on the east side of Cleveland called Memorial uh, Spiritualist Church. And I was there doing a session and or sessions. And one of our mutual friends said, have you seen this person? I'm like, no. Oh, you got to talk to her. She has to tell you a story. And she was just beaming from ear to ear, huge smile on her face. As she told me that the doctors were baffled, the lupus was gone. And all this because she was giving weight to this disease. It was something that energetically was occurring because of whatever happened with her and her father. But then she was giving power to it over what she loved about it. But identifying what you're getting from it and identifying the root cause, the original wound that allowed something to physicalize is what allowed it to lift from her. So pretty cool stuff. And oh, my brother is watching me. Oh, my goodness. Hello, Phil. Look at you. Look, you got the beard too going on. I think it's something in the air. Well, I'm glad that you are enjoying the little coffee connect talks i finally listened to spirit this was actually inspired over 10 years ago i ran monthly conversations with god discussion groups which are the books based on neil donald walsh and uh i had the idea then to have like a monthly coffee connect where people would meet in person we would have a book discussion and then uh, that energy has kept coming up for me over the years and then finally it's like well you can do it as a live stream now daily and i'm like oh okay we're gonna we are going to uh hone in on that and and uh, see what we can create good morning ricky i hope you are recovering well and everything and my brother says the attitude of being grateful is the hardest to achieve and one that i work on daily and that little tool is paramount like self-pity and gratitude cannot coexist that was my mantra for a good 12 months when i was getting sober And for a good while I was getting sober, I was what they would call a dry drunk. I wasn't actively working on myself. I had the mantra, but I didn't know actual inner work on myself till one year after I got sober. Then I went to a uh, 12 step weekend. And for those of you who don't know anything about uh, addiction work or whatnot, um, the 12 steps are really a metaphysical approach to inner work, but they don't call it that because people would have ran away back in the day when that was happening. But basically it's a process of identifying When have I, well, one, that you are not apart from anything else, that there's a oneness, that there's a higher power whatever you wanna call it. But more than that, it's a recipe where you ask a question, when have I ever done anything I'm loving to myself or to another? And those are all what we call the hooches of your life. These are all the heavinesses of your life. And it was an inspiration of another book I didn't write called As I Forgive Me, which was an acronym for a metaphysical approach to inner work. I'm still gonna do that one. Spirit told me though, do this inspiration first, and you can go back to the other things when you're not in a current inspiration. So first, I'll do the current book that I'm going to write about COVID. And then I'm going to go back and start filling in these other ones that um, I had an inspiration for, but then um, missed the boat on. But anyway, uh, so the, the whole thing is you identify when have I ever been unloving to myself or to another, and you make a list, you list out everything. And what you're doing is you're bringing conscious attention to everything that could be a roadblock for you. And you can break that down even further. So when you when you say, um, when have I been unloving? When have I been dishonest? When have I been abusive? When have I been self-justifying? Uh, when have I been um, selfish? And you list all that out. Now the next thing you write down who was affected by that. So now you know where the heaviness was, who was affected by that, and then you look to, do I look to transmute this actively or passively? Act of transmutation would be something akin to an amends. You go to the person, hey, this is what I did. I would have choose differently now based on my current experiences. Is there anything I could do to make this right with you? Is there anything I could do to heal this? And that's active transmutation and is exceptionally powerful and the most uncomfortable and then there's passive transmutation where you can use a tool like reiki doing like the distance symbol emotional symbols or other energy modality where you can write that on an index card and you send energy through time and space but it really only works this way if you have the awareness that in the grand scheme of things on that golden tapestry there is no judgment and if you can hold yourself in a space of no judgment for your past and not judge yourself or your past based on your current data it's very easy to do transformation work in this way and you don't have to bring other people in necessarily but that's a hard place for a lot of people to get to because in the grand scheme of things from a distance there is only peace there is only love there is only harmony it is just pure experience which you can label any way you like and you can choose to label it all as perfection and it sounds odd, but from a oneality perspective, it's absolutely true. The duality perspective is, oh, man, I was a jerk. (laughs) And you feel bad about it, but you're judging yourself. And if you realize that, hey, at the time I made that choice, I made 100% the right choice based on my current data, even if I would choose differently now, it helps to start shifting to a place of forgiveness, to a place where you can hold yourself in a different space that and be kind to you that, yeah, I, I was right where I needed to be. I made the choices that I needed to make to get me to this moment now, where if I was presented with that choice again, I would choose differently. And I'm not gonna beat myself up for what I had done that that time. Oh, I didn't know you. I've been sober for 20 years. Great. That's my brother um, messaging too. I watch at least two to three times a week. I too have been sober for almost 20 years. And for those of you who are just catching my Coffee Connects, back when COVID had first started, I was hosting a Spirit Lodge series with my teacher, Zane Kerfman, and we had to go from in-person to virtual. And then Spirit said, start a podcast called Stir Crazy Shamans. And that was kind of going to be what this is. Uh, but what, in that energy, I knew that it was for my. Uh, it was going to be a thing between Casey and myself. Casey is uh, one of my brothers on this path, and we just had such a synergy when we were talking about things that so that became one thing. And then I got the knowing just recently that I really need to be doing my own thing as well. Mary Lee Bosswetter offers twelve-step deflate the ego and help you connect to the source. Absolutely, that's what all these uh, st- uh, all these things that I'm talking about identifying these past traumas and dramas, you're identifying the heavinesses. Or the analogy I like to use is as you're going through your first 28 years of life, if we want to talk about astrology, which is a topic that we're going to be talking about at 11 today with my buddy Ernie, we're going to be doing a stream on astrology for self-help. But imagine every time you have anything that is unkind or unloving to yourself or another, it's like taking a brick and putting it in front of you and you're building this wall. And this wall represents how you're separate. Excuse me, separating yourself from all that is. You're, you're saying that I'm alone in the world. I'm not connected to anyone or anything. And I put up these blocks of selfishness, dishonesty, um, self-justification, and you build this wall that's completely cutting you off from your connection with source. The step work is identifying the bricks, what those instances were. When you share them with someone, another human being, God, whatever the case is, writing it down, getting it out where you you can't take it back. You can't say, oh, that was just in my head. You're loosening the mortar that holds all that stuff together. And then the passive or active transmutation work is actually taking those bricks and crushing them down and bringing them down that wall so you can actually have a direct connection with the spirit world. And you can actually be in the world, but not of the world. That's where the real magic of the uh, step work is. Good morning, Ernie. Ernie's going to be on with me in just a bit. I will uh, just show you the little thing that we have for that. It's going to be astrology for self-help. We're going to be going over some upcoming um, aspect events, including a solar eclipse, a lunar eclipse, and the winter solstice, and how we can use the energies of what's going to be going on there for making choices uh, going forward. And to give you an idea, in shamanism, we believe that all this is what we call the Ka Pacha. It's the field of living energy. And there's these ripples and waves of creation like when you have a thought form you're putting out a ripple into this cow pacha that will hit things and resonate back that's why you know what you put out comes back to you in a, in a way and you say they have a saying that you surf the waves of creation and astrology is creating all kinds of different waves based on the energies that are are interacting and whatnot and if you have an awareness of these energies you can make choices that are in line with them and then really fast track or surf those waves to wherever it is that you like to go whatever it is that you'd like to bring into your life and actualize do a coffee and forgiveness more please i will do that annie i will absolutely do that what i will probably do is uh, i find that these hold me very accountable energetically to keep on pace for things so what I'm going to be doing is over the next 19ish days, and maybe when I have a, a, a different inspiration, I'll change it. But Co- um, Spirit gave me this acronym for COVID, and for those of you who don't know me as well yet, you know I'm huge in acronyms. So Spirit had told me, "Sit down, we're going to give you an acronym for COVID." And I started writing it out, and I started figuring out. They're like, "No, no, no, silly! We're going to give it to you. Just sit there and and receive it." So I sat down, and this is what I got: What if COVID is the Earth's way of making a stop for a moment to create opportunities via intuiting divinity. And what would the world look? What world would we create if we were all in touch with the divine? So I had that inspiration. And then uh, spirit said, write a book. And I'm like, Okay, I'll write a book. And I'm like, what is the what about the 19 part? And so the idea is it's going to be 19 ways to get in touch with divinity. 19 exercises or something like that. So over the course of at least 19 streams, we're going to go over and I'm going to see what inspirations come through to be these 19 things. And that's going to give me the content for the book. And then we'll get that written. And anybody who's watching a stream that comments and helps, Right, it and perhaps they will get a PDF download of it. So you, as a little thank you for you being there to keep me accountable and help me create things. And now I said it on stream, what if I don't create it? Oh no, I would be totally judged for it. But I feel that it's gonna be a huge contribution uh, doing it in this way to talk through these things, give some really valuable content that potentially could help people get in touch with the divine. And the more people that are actually in that space, the more people that are making choices based on their intuition and their knowing, what world will we have in a year from now, two years from now, five years from now? Faith Elizabeth has, uh, I always mispronounce this. You can't spell it, I'll mispronounce it, but hopo ono ono. It's a Hawaiian technique. Um, and that one is interesting because the guy who came up with that, he learned it from a, um, uh, not a guru. What do they call him, a kuna? I'm not sure. The name for the, like the, the Hawaiian shaman, for lack of a better term. And the idea is that you say, I love you. I forgive you. Thank you. There's two more. Do you have them, uh, Faith? Do you? Can you put them in a comment, what the five things are? I don't remember them offhand. But he worked at a psychologist um, hospital uh, for people who were inpatient and whatnot. And he would walk around with a clipboard with their charts and things. And he would be saying this to himself and, and saying it, as though it's uh, to them. And I believe that the way it works is the way that you're saying it to the other person, you are acknowledging them as you. In the space of oneness, we are not separate from anything. So when you're saying, I love you, I forgive you, thank you and all that, you are essentially taking on responsibility for whatever their choices are and, and shifting the energy. And it worked because they had to close the hospital, they ran out of patients, everybody got better. But that's where that name, uh, that particular process uh, gained popularity. I'm sure it was um, around before this doctor, Uh, but Faith did post it. I love you. I'm sorry. Please forgive me and thank you. And I'll find out from my friend Brian, he was just in Hawaii. I wonder if he knows the Hawaiian words for that, because there is a certain power about doing it in a different language. And there's two schools of thought on this. My teacher uh, for the Cairo tradition says it doesn't matter um, if you say it in Quechua or not, uh, you want to use the English or the the language of the land. So if you're in Ohio, you would use, you know, uh, English to call in the energies of the spirits. My point of view is that when you're dealing with people who have no idea what you're saying, they're getting the pure energy of the word and are not caught up with the what what they think it means and i'll give one example of that the word uh for earth is pachamama like the entity of the earth and if if we're talking about mother earth a lot of people might have the point of view oh my gosh we're doing terrible things to mother earth uh are she she's um being tortured by us we're doing all these terrible things where the carol mindset was ha you think we're so powerful that we could hurt her? We, she'll be there long after we wipe ourselves out and the earth will survive. So two very different points of view. But if you hear earth energy or mother earth, you might have one very particular point of thought where if I'm opening ceremony and I'm calling it, it has a whole different effect of mother earth, a victory and praises mother earth, bring your healing here because you you just got the raw energy of the word instead of the language of the word, which I like. And when I go to um, Germany, I don't, well, I know a little bit more German than let on. Hopefully my wife won't watch this part of the stream because I understand a bit more than I I let on. And so I know when they're talking about me and stuff, (laughs) but I jokingly say, the more German I learn, the less I get along with my in-laws, right? Uh, (laughs) But when I'm there, when someone's talking, I don't get caught up so much on the language, I'm feeling what the energy of it and one time someone was saying something I'm like I don't know what they were talking about, but they were lying. (laughs) And it's like things like that you really get a a baseline for the energy. um, The energy behind what someone's saying, and if you are watching this now go back and watch it again and don't get caught up in my words, the whole time while I do these, there is an energy flow coming through. And like creating this convection of energy from me through the people that are listening, whether it's live or not. And if you're paying attention to the energy of what's coming through, you might have a, a wide range or a wider range, a larger experience uh, with the information because it's more than the words. There's way more going on than just the words that I'm choosing to say. And half the time, I don't even know what I'm about to say. It's just flowing through me, not from me. Annie Simpson uh, says I agree with your view of language yeah. and Annie has been through the program so and I think everybody that's gone through the shaman apprenticeship program has starts to fall in love and have this deep appreciation for the language in fact I think we will do a little bit of that, let me just open up the space uh, for having a little bit of a experience and let me um, just become receptive. And as I call in each one of the energies, I'm gonna be calling it in. I'm just gonna do a gentle breath right from my Mesa, over my Mesa into the camera and just receive that and see what you might notice in your body, what it feels like, what it changes, what it shifts, what hoochas, heavinesses will flow out and allow it to be whatever it can be beyond the language. What are you willing and able to receive in this ever present moment of now from the energies I'm about to call in? Heya, uh,
1: pachamama, onpui, 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 pachamama. <laughs> Iari mama uno, mama kocha, mama kia, onpui, onpui, onpui. <laughs> Iari warka Waira kuna, onpui, onpui, onpui. Hayya hatun kuntar, ompui 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 Iari, wilka wulka sabra kinte ompui 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 Hayya inti taita wilka inti taita ompui 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 Iari Quichi Quichi kuna ompui ompui ompui. Pay a special careful attention to these next three. Iari wilka itupukuna ompui ompui ompui. Yari wilka pakarina kuna ompui 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 Ahaya, wilka nunna cheska kuna ompui 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 Ahaya, wilka cocha ompui ompui ompui
2: So each one of those was calling a very specific energy that resonates with different parts of our body. And if you go back and you pay attention, listening to again, or if you were paying attention, Pachamama is the navel area. It's our connection with Mother Earth. And it's a red energy that comes into our navel and can move throughout our whole being and shift energies that are heavy. Mama Unu is a black energy that comes in through the tailbone. It represents the water. And as with Mother Earth, that energy can move all the way through you, taking anything that's dense, heavy, or stagnant, and effortlessly moving it out of your body, out of your bubble, and into the ground below you. We have, in the heart, Inti. Well, actually, next I did, um, I did Mama Kia, which is Mother Moon, a silver energy coming into the throat. We did waira, the wind, which is a blue energy coming into the throat. And then also the way you can, use that energy to express your own unique voice into this world these things correlate to the chakras but they're not chakras we have another energy system called nawis which are these eyes of energy that can open and close like a camera lens so as we go through these it helps to open and regulate these energy centers of how you bring in and express energy out into and out of your field and the throat is oftentimes one of the things that we use the most to express energy into this khao this field of living energy the next one I did was which is the condor and the hummingbird, which are very significant in my tradition. One is that you need the strength of the condor to reach the upper world, but the excitement the 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 life, the excitement of a hummingbird in order to enter the garden of a coach of the creator. So they're very significant energies in this tradition. And then is father's son, that is the gold energy in the heart. And then from there we did kweechi, which is the rainbow, which is, I view it as coming from that spark from within, where you have access to bring in the source energy from within yourself, that it's just going through the filters of the body and the mind and the ego and all that. It's this rainbow energy that comes up from that divine spark. And as you do your own work, when you do the hopopono or when you do, um of a, like whenever I've been unloving to myself or another, and you start taking down that brick wall, that that rainbow energy becomes a lot more clear and you can actually express that filtered energy into the world and it's that white divine light. But that Queechi energy to begin with is this rainbow energy and it flows out and flowers out of our crown. That is the nectar. That's your nectar of whatever work you've done uh, whatever you can flower out of your crown is what draws the connection to the creator. That's what we work on ourselves to draw that royal hummingbird to us, for us to drink, for it to drink from the, uh, from our nectar. And the hummingbird represents the connection to Huerta Cocha. A really short story to put that into context is that the, there was a, 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 they wanted to pick a King and whoever could fly to the upper world would be the King. The condor says, I can do it. The hummingbird says, "I could do it too." Everybody says, "Yeah, right. You can't do that." So, but they they try anyway. And the day of the race or the day of the event, the condor shoves up and the hummingbird doesn't. And of course, they still make the hummingbird or the uh, condor take flight. And the condor reaches the upper world, finally gets to rest his wings, and out of the tufts of his feathers, out pops the hummingbird, zips through the garden, saying, "I did it! I did it! I did it!" And isn't paying attention and crashes into a the creator energy and falls back to earth, creating the first CK line, the first connection from source to the the earth. So that's the story. And that's why in this tradition, you do your own inner work to refine your light so that the hummingbird will come and drink from you and connect you with the creator energy. So that's the short version. I have a more embellished version, I'll tell in a different time. So that is uh, the rainbow energy and flowering it out of your crown. The next three that I did were very significant because they're all specific to each individual. The Ituapu is the uh, masculine nature spirit of your place of emergence. And the Pakarina is the feminine nature spirit of your place of emergence. There are spiritual parents and they are the ones that hold the blueprint for the perfect you. So if you think of it this way, you had to forget who you are in order to descend into matter then you need to be re imprinted with you you the blueprint of you being an infinite being so you can become aware and re-ascend back up but with consciousness without losing yourself that you are all that is that makes sense i know that's a little trippy but if god is all there is all at once in the ever-present moment of now our ego is the only thing that keeps us separate from everything else the illusion of separation so in order to be here we had to forget what we were But we want to remember so then we can be very conscious as we remember to be in the world but not of it and to manifest divinity on the physical plane so those are those two nature spirits that are so important and then is your sacred soul star it's believed that the moment you're born the moment you crown your soul comes in and there is a star of inspiration which is why two identical twins that have all the same dna will be different because they each have a different star of inspiration and then the final one was Wiracocha, which is the creator energy, the energy that can effortlessly blend together any other energies harmoniously every time. And it's not masculine or feminine. It is both and neither at the same time. But that is the Wiracocha, the creator energy. So there's that. Wasn't expecting to do that, but it felt light since we were talking about language, and I love Quechua. It is such a beautiful language. It has layers and layers and layers upon meaning because their word, for example, for uh, light is sami, which means it could be like a a lamp or flashlight, that's sami, but that is also the name for the unrefined raw energy of the universe. So depending on your awareness, there's different layers and levels of meaning throughout the language. And even now I learn new things while I sit around my mesa that go, oh, I never even thought of that before. And now my whole reality shifted around one little concept. Faith Elizabeth says, love it. That message came with a reminder that my higher self has my back. Absolutely. And that is one of the other things, Ompui, ompui, umpui, beautiful thing in the language. It means come here. But it also means heal what the soul's already healed so in a way when we call in each one of these energies we're saying father son bring your healing here heal what my soul's already healed acknowledging that at some point somewhere in this ever-present moment of now you've never been wounded you never had this disease or you never had this issue. There's a place in time where you've never had it or have already healed it. And what if it was as simple as imprinting with that and then allowing yourself to come into resonance with that healed version of you? A lot easier, isn't it? Than doing all kinds of uh, crazy other inner work stuff. But that's the essence of what we're talking about when we're calling in these energies and what we're asking for. But your level of awareness, it's not just knowledge either. It's like your level of experiential awareness. But until you get that, conceptual knowledge helps you stay the course until you have your own experience. And then you know that you know that, you know, (laughs) and that's where the magic happens. When you have that level of knowing, there's no doubt in your mind. And that's where when you make a prayer, like Christ said, you make a prayer that it is already so. And there it is. And you don't have to work much for it because you just know that, you know, that, you know, that when you put out to the universe that something's going to show up, it will be there in the most perfect, auspicious way. So with that, I'm going to wrap because I went way over my plan 15 minutes, but look forward to these little COVID streams that I'm going to be doing. If you got value out of this, please share. I'm going to be streaming two more times today, one in just 20 minutes, which is why I'm going to go make a, another batch of coffee so I can hang with Ernie. But we're going to have Ernie, oops, wrong button. I'm going to put the graphic back up here. We have Ernie that's going to be on at 11 for astrology for self-help. So we're going to have that at 11. And then on the Stir Crazy Shamans YouTube channel, not the Sonic Shaman one, we're going to have Death and Regeneration with Leela. And we have all kinds of cool things to talk about with that. But we're um, having Willowan. She's had a recent inspiration around this. And we're going to let her get the the message out in this way. And is there something I'm forgetting? Probably. But I can't remember it so uh, final thing uh check out emergence that's my uh, new website where for the center with other people that are contributors with uh, who i work with like dr k who is a um, functional medicine doctor who also does pranic healing what a great combination we have casey mcbride who's a wonder a gifted uh, shamanic healer as well as a licensed massage therapist we got uh, sean phillips and of course myself i do all kinds of fun crazy things but when you make an appointment with me just make it for a no limit session because then i go 100 percent based on my intuition and you never know what will happen perfect all right so everyone Thank you so much for tuning in. If you haven't already, please subscribe to the Sonic Shaman YouTube channel, uh, give a like, make a comment. The more people that watch replays from there and everything, the more Google believes that it's relevant and then it serves it up to brand new people that hopefully will find a little bit of light and inspiration uh, from what we talk about. Thank you so much and we'll see you just in 20 minutes if you'll be on with me and Ernie.
0: Thanks for joining us today for the show. The Sonic Shaman is part of the Emergence of Being Contributor Network. Visit emergenceofbeing.com to learn about all the contributors and learn about our services and upcoming events. Please take a moment to subscribe to the channel. You can contribute to the show by supporting our efforts and sharing our content with those you care about and those who need it most.